When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. How are you going? Welcome to Trot's Talk with Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor here on a beautiful morning in Auckland. I can't speak for Christchurch, but Gregory can, and he will in a second. Uh, things you may not know have happened overnight because maybe you were in bed or doing something else when Queen Elida went to Melton last night. Didn't beat much, but she had another very convincing victory for her New Zealand-based owners. And way into the evening... Around 2.24 New Zealand time. Uh, just believe the Victorian trotter, the Inter-Dominion champion, a very brave third uh, in a race I'm not going to try and pronounce in northern Sweden. And it came from last, stormed down the outside, did a super job. So well done to, to Jess Tubbs and husband Greg Sugars, people well known in New Zealand, uh, did himself proud. OK, Gregory, a couple of things before we roll into our day. What is the weather like in Christchurch? And have you seen a replay of Just Believe? Because I know you absolutely weren't out of bed at 2.24 in the morning watching it. Yeah, morning to you, Michael, and to everyone. You're absolutely correct. I was uh, sound asleep, but yes, I have seen a replay, and what a terrific performance, getting wide on the track, and as you said, storming home. So great result uh, for the Lara J Farms team, and justifying, I suppose, in some ways, uh, making the trip. Not that we ever didn't think that Just Believe uh, is one of the best in Australasia. So enjoyed that, enjoyed Typo's win last night too, Michael, at Menangle, one of three wins on the night for Will Rickson, and looking forward to getting Getting into the show today, good frost in Canterbury, as it has been all week, to be honest. So you get a beautiful day out of that. And this is the first of nine consecutive Sundays, uh, which came about because of COVID, but actually makes sense to have uh, race meetings when the weather's inclement and likely to be cold and potentially rainy. Why wouldn't you have the race meetings where the majority of the participants are undercover and Addington has the right facilities for such a thing. Well, also, there's enough horses to do it, Greg. I mean, if, if we had enough horses, you would race Cambridge and Alexandra Park every week and drive more revenue, and you would race, you know, obviously, Addington three times a week if you had enough horses. Like, we, we could make more money doing that, but you need the horses, and Canterbury being the strong harness racing region it is, has the ability to do that. One of the people who will be out there, not just as a trainer and driver, but as the sponsor of the day, Bob Butt. Bob, good morning to you. Uh, this is a story I've got to ask you more about, but first, how are you? Good, thanks, Mike. Good. Okay, you've sponsored the entire card today at Addington. Are, are you richer than I thought you were? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not, mate. But no, it's, um, how it came around, Addington are actually, um, all these Sunday meetings over winters are... Um, they approached all us trainers and said, um, do we want to um, sponsor the, the cards on the Sundays and get all our staff and owners there and that for a um, bit of a day out? So jumped at it. All right. So what are you going to do? You're going to have some owners there. You're going to have a few people uh, gathering and having a couple of drinks to enjoy themselves because I presume you'll be working. No, I'm not working. I've got nothing in, mate, and I've got no drive. So, no, I'll be, I'll be there with them. Oh, beautifully, yeah, well, oh, that's beautifully Greg, planned, that Bob. Is, that doesn't sound good, Gregory. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure he thought about this for a wee while. And, um, yeah, Bob, it's great to have uh, you sponsoring the first of these. John Howe's done it over the last couple of years, but, um, you know, the idea came about. And you come up with some cracking names, including your father, who I'm sure is wrapped to be sponsoring the Amateur Drivers Race, race number one. Yep, no, he's pretty excited about it. So hopefully we'll be able to get the photo after the first. Yep. Uh, nice drive Winky is actually uh, Matt Cross, and I think John Dunn says that every time he goes past him because uh, he comes out and drives a wee bit for you. You better explain Lickety Split. Uh, Lickety Split's um, Craig Smith, the foreman, who's been with me a few years now, so um, the name name sort of suggests he, he's... Um, He's a great worker, but he um, he sort of doesn't really get out of first gear, but um, <laughs> he pulls away all day. No, beautiful. We won't go through all of them. Obviously, Heavyweight Hero and Kelly's Delight make sense because they're your Group 1 winning drives. So, uh, hey, you had a winner on Friday night. Let's go back and have a listen to a domination by Skyrocket. To go, you are the one nine off them from Zia Bromac Glover Stella Arden a mile back with phone tap, but it's Skyrocket 29.6. The third quarter leads for home, and he skipped three in front. King Arthur, and then came Flow Motion from Fast Day. Sophia Bromac wider out, Skyrocket leads by three lengths from King Arthur. Then came Sophia Bromac and Flow Motion. Skyrocket at the 50 meters, though, has got them beats. Skyrocket won by two and a half, beat home King Arthur, third across Sophia. Sophia Bromack, then came Flow Motion from Glover Fast Ace, you are the one, they just couldn't get into it. Then came Eastwood Dream from Stella Arden, Zia Bromack, full of desire, phone tap, and Erie's Gold. Hello, Bob. Are you there, Bob? Yeah, mate. Have we lost, Bob? Yeah, mate, that was a pretty impressive performance by Skyrocket, and was it a case with this horse of being in the right race at the right time? Hmm, interesting, Michael. Okay, sorry. We see we, what we've done is we've let him we're letting Bob <laughs> have a break <laughs> to gather his thoughts before he heads out and looks after his entire bunch of owners and and staff and everybody for the day. Great concept, Greg. We we are going to get Bob back up. Bob, our apologies, mate. We, we're having a few technical issues because it's Sunday morning and we're all a bit fuzzy in the head. Um, Bob, what Greg was going to ask you is, can you tip us a winner? Because it's all nice and fun being nice to each other, but have you got a horse you've seen there, horse off the horse off the beach? Is there just anything today, Bob, looking at the field, you think could win for us? Um, to be honest with you, mate, I actually haven't even looked at the field yet. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, there'll be something there. They bet Johnny Dunn will stick all day, someone will have a winner anyway. Well, he's a dollar seventy, John Dunn, and we'll talk to him shortly about his drives. Hey, quickly an update on Manhattan, and uh, she's in Australia at uh, Jack Butler. So, give us an update on uh, where she's at and when she'll line up first. Um, I was talking to Jack yesterday. I think she, he's she's settled in well over there. Um, there's a men's race at Redcliffe on the twenty fourth. Um, he's going to take her there and just build her up for the um, big men's races at the in July. All right, Bob, mate, our apologies for the technical things this morning. Hey, well done sponsoring the card today, mate. Go have some fun. Go enjoy yourself. And uh, well done on how well the team is going. And say hello to your mum and dad for me. That'll be great. Thanks, guys. Great, great concept, Greg. Um, before yeah, we get into that, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit more about that later on because there'll be other people thinking, how could I do something similar? But we do want to get a winner. And, and John Dunn's on the phone. I know he's in for a busy morning, so we'll get to him first. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, John. 
How are you both? You right? Good day, mate. Well, well. Hey, quick question for you before Greg checks in about today's horses. And when you guys retired Sunday's son, you told us he was spending some time learning to be ridden. Uh, what's the latest? What's Sunday's son up to now? He's he's a grand old man. Uh, yeah, he's still, he's still um, getting getting more practice um, under the saddle. He's going to have the winter off, and then come spring. Uh, he's going to look for a nice, nice someone to take him full time as a riding horse. So um, just just get through this winter first, and let him get over. I suppose there's always aches and pains of racing at hard levels for so many years. Johnny, just on stable stars or former stable stars, High Grove certainly one of those. Where's he at? Yeah, he's actually come back really good, a lot stronger, and uh, seems mentally in a better headspace this time. In uh, sort of given the early part, off here to PFP well off here a few months in the paddock and then um, I was going to bring him back and have a go to Auckland and I decided to ship him straight up to the hills for a couple of months. He sort of mentally and physically needed to strengthen up so um, he's definitely done that. He's been back two and a bit months now so but he won't be ready sort of trialling until probably probably end of July, early early August. All right, look forward to uh, to seeing him. Uh, Johnny, let's get into your drives today. You are the favourite for the driver's challenge. Just before we do that, what do you make of these Sundays and do they still motivate you? Obviously, you're out there for your for your owners and um, and, and the punters for, for, for some ex- to some extent as well, but um, Addington on a Sunday, it just becomes routine for you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does actually. And uh, I know you still got to support those other clubs, but Addington this time of the year is a very good place. Today's going to be a lovely day. Like we had a good frost this morning, but um, especially sort of come a few weeks down the track when you get those wet weather, it's quite good. You don't mind out the track driving, but unless you've got a nice barn to to go straight under um, after soon as the race is finished, and, and sort of try and use spectators, get get the people there, and um, I think think a few more do rock up the spectators on a Sunday, which is great. Yeah, well, uh, you can get straight into it in a race that's, well, you're part of the name, actually. Nice drive, Winky. You see Matt Cross out there. That's his nickname, and that's what you say to him every time you, you buzz past him. Can you win it with Noah Magnifique for Don Burrows, who should appreciate the mobile because that's the races she goes best in? Yeah, it does go good in those races. Uh, hung quite bad last time out, so hopefully Don's going to change a few bits and pieces of gear-wise. Um, yeah, just couldn't get around the bend, so would have to be uh, steering straight to sort of keep up. There's a couple that go not too bad in this race, but um, won't be the worst. All right, race number three, the Lickety Split, named after Craig Smith. You're on Ed Sheeran for Alan Edge, and uh, it's fair to say it's in the right sort of race. It is in the right race, drawn the second row, but not a big field, so um, hope not too far off them. And uh, on his day, can go, the, go, go a good race, so uh, looking for the right run, though. Johnny, one of the reasons you're favourite for the driver's challenge is you're driving Don Juan in race number four uh, for Matt Purvis, a three-year-old by Vincent with plenty of talent. Yeah, he has, and he, uh, he's got the ability there, and he's got good manners um, so far at the trials and that, and, and sort of last time in, so that's the key here, step quick, and uh, if he does that, not too far off of him, he'd be very hard to beat. Crown the moment in race number five for Greg and Nina Hope. You're doing a bit more driving for them with Ben being in Melbourne, of course. And, well, he was good enough to go north, so therefore he should be just about good enough to win a maiden, you would think, down south. Yeah, he should be. Actually, he went really good races up there with no luck at all. Got checked at the wrong time, just done every race. So, uh, massive drop back here. And, yeah, Matt Manners, if he puts his best foot forward, he should be... uh, 
he should be too good for this field, really. One for Henderson in race eight, Sports Babe, to keep it in the family. Mare that's uh, good enough to go close in this too, if she gets the right sort of run into it. It wasn't too bad first run back uh, last time at last week and sort of hit the line quite nice. So come on since then. And uh, normally got good stand-start manners and, like you say, even very even field. So a top four player. Franco Cornell, barrier one, not so convinced it'll be an advantage, but uh, should be able to trail worst case three the fence with the favourite Mossdale Terry drawn two. Uh, you'll get an economical trip anyway. Yeah, he will. He's a funny horse when he's uh, he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's not. So, um, yeah, try and, try and hustle the gate, like you say. He's got real real good gate speed. So, uh, three back at worst. Still relying on a wee bit of luck, but yeah, nice each way chance if he gets the right gaps at the right time. Johnny, is the best of them Don Juan? Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, I'd have to, the way he's trialled up and come back this time in. Thanks, Johnny. We know it's a busy day, mate. Um, yeah, get out there and have a safe spin around Addington today. That's John Dunn, who, with his uh, wife and father, have one of the leading stables in the country and, of course, <clears throat> a multiple premiership winning stable. But, Greg, before we go to a break, just on that sponsorship. So, obviously, Bob Butt is the first of them, and you said that pretty much all of these nine Sunday meetings are trainer or organisation will sponsor the entire day. I don't want to give away commercial numbers, but I presume it's not thousands of dollars. It's not an enormous amount of money. Um, if people listening to this at home think, hey, I, I wouldn't mind sponsoring an entire race meeting and naming it after the girls and guys at work, ballpark, what would something like that cost on, on a Sunday? Oh, I don't mind telling you, Michael, because uh, up until this year, uh, most of those race days weren't sponsored at all. The names were just given to other sponsors throughout the year. But um, the trainers have been asked to pay 2500 of which they get a $500 credit in spectators or at a, at a function room that they choose to uh, back. And they get to name all of the races. Some of them are smart, very smart people, Michael. And they've gone out to their owners and said, well, why don't you give us a couple of hundred bucks and we'll stick your company name on on it so it can actually be self-funding um which some of them have done so uh, you know we've got diamond racing we've got coaster hair we've got andrew stewart racing we've got mark jones racing all of those are getting involved so when you see them over the the next few uh eight or nine weeks that we have of these that's exactly what's happening next week we've actually got the elmwood trading company which is marty fuller and his team uh doing the race day but all of the other eight Sundays are, uh, are trainers uh, weekend so um, yeah looking forward to hosting them and, the, and it's a good opportunity for them too Michael because they just rock up they're in spectators the food's all done for them they can have a bar tab it's their function for the year it's their staff function for many of them as well so they seem to think it's a good idea because it was sold out very quickly. If a normal company, say a bloke who's a plumber, he's listening to this and he thinks, oh, I wouldn't mind doing something like that, say he wants to sponsor a race on a Friday night, what would that cost them? A couple of grand? No, generally it's between seven fifty dollars to $1,000, depending on the quality of race. And obviously it goes up once you're getting into group races and, and you know the serious races, but... Yeah, if you, if you had it in your mind that it would cost you a couple of thousand, thousand for the race, and you can have ten guests uh, upstairs, uh, you know, at a table, um, a couple of thousands not beyond most companies to take. If you said you wanted to take ten people out for dinner in town, mate, there's no chance you'd get it for under that. Well, it's tax deductible too. I, I, I've just, I, of course I, it is. I, I, I haven't. I've sort of done a little bit of work in that space 
myself in the past, but I've never really got into it too much. So, yeah, I'm sure people listening... It well, it's had to come down a wee bit, Michael, because Addington used to race 30 times a year. Now they race 60 times a year. It's not practical to get 60 race meetings uh, completely sponsored. So you've got to tailor packages, and these Sundays are a great example of what you can do. But if anyone is interested, just give the Addington office a call and, um, you know, go give us a yell and we'll, we'll see if we can't help you out with yeah, it. Yeah, sounds pretty fair. Look, I don't have 10 friends, but if you've got 10 friends and you're out there, you could you could probably just go take them all to Addington one night, or one afternoon, you could sponsor the entire race meeting. Hey, um, we'll take a break here because there's lots going on there. On this other side of this, because Addington raced today, obviously, as we have mentioned, um, we'll come back with the Southern Man segment and get into the nitty-gritty of it, and a little bit later on, an in-depth chat with Brendan Hill. Now, Benny, as everybody calls him, uh, has had some great horses over the years. He's got a, an inform team at the moment, and we'll talk about what it's like to have had the Monkey Kings and what it's like training normal horses after that. That's all coming up on Trot's Talk here on SENZ, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. Don't forget, uh, not just about the harness today, today is Silver Collar Day. So it is SENZ Silver Collar Day at Manukau. It is the biggest greyhound race in the country, and that goes today at 4.22. So 4.22 today for the Silver Collar. We'll take a break, come back on the other side, and it's time for the Southern Man. I got the south in my blood, and I'm gonna be here till I'm Yes, it is time for our Southern Man uh, segment and uh, about this time last year, this stable really started to fire up so we thought we'd uh, kick the Sundays out of Addington off by catching up with Matt Purvis. Very good morning to you, Matt. Hi, Greg. Yep, excellent, mate. Thanks so much for your time, although I just got a message through from Darren Williams at Addington. I see you've scratched one out of race number nine. Move it on over. Yep, yep. I sort of got to the stables this morning and was feeding out breakfast and had a sort of swollen leg with a little bit of greasy heels. So rather than sort of open it up and put him under any pressure, put the horse first and he can wait for another week. All right, good as gold, mate. We'll wait for him because this is his time of year. He likes to race uh, uh, around this Addington circuit about this time. Hey, before we get into your couple of chances uh, today, your two-year-old, a little silence. So although he didn't win one of the group races, the welcome or the sapling, his two efforts for second and both of them were uh, were very good. You must have been very pleased with him and be looking forward to the future. Oh, definitely. I was absolutely wrapped with the way fella sort of, it was a big ass sort of going through and qualifying and he sort of qualified and trialled nice and then he took that next step on race day, which was really good. So he's just off having a well-deserved break before we sort of come back and target the size stakes. Yeah, look forward to seeing him in those because he's going to be a force to be reckoned with the son of down by the seaside. Another smarty you've got at the moment who boomed home again, sectionally outstanding on Friday night, smoke on the water. How far can he go, Matt? Uh, I've got a, quite a high opinion of him, sort of, we, he got chucked in the deep end at two and just wasn't sort of mentally there, but now he's figured out how to be a racehorse and relax while he's out there, sort of, he's got the speed that, that if they do go hard, he can really sort of make up ground late, but he's versatile enough that he showed that first run he can do a bit of work too. So we're going to see him a few more times this campaign? Yeah, he'll probably have a, another start on the 23rd and then he'll probably have a wee freshen up and then look to come back towards sort of cup time. 
All right, good. A couple of really nice horses in the barn that you need. Another one you start today on a fresh campaign. His name is Don Juan. He's a son of Vincent and in his two runs to date showed us enough. And when you see the horses that he was in behind, the likes of Sinbad and Ahoka Lebron, um, and he's been a trial winner, obviously, leading into his resuming run today, you must be excited about having him back on track. Yeah, it's good to have him back in the barn. A little bit disappointed he didn't grow much while he was out spelling but so that's all right he's just a wee compact fella but he's got sort of he's a wee cult that doesn't know he's a cult he's just sort of pleasure to deal with and sort of he's come back a lot sharper and a lot more mature this time in so be interesting to see how how far he steps up all right 2600 first up today punters and bookmakers have made him favorite does he deserve to be on ability wise i'd say yes he's He's been safe in his two trials, which has been pleasing, but race day's always different. There's a lot more on the front line, and they really sort of, at the trials, you can sort of get away with walking away from the tapes, but race day, you have to ping. But he's had plenty of practice at home, so, and he's got the right man in the bike to get one away. So with all that, if he steps cleanly and gets a reasonable trip, yeah, he should be a deserved favourite. All right, we're looking forward to seeing him in race number four, horse four, Don Juan, currently at $2. A curator in race number five. Gee, this one's got some breeding. How did you come to get her? She's by Father Patrick out of Meyer. That makes uh, her a relation to the 10-time Group 1 winner in Vulcan. Um, how did you get curator? And you are starting to work her out because her last couple of runs have had a bit of merit, a fourth last time, uh, in behind Sandfly Bay, who was placed again on Friday night. Well, we were, yeah, I was sitting at sort of home at Antana's Alana's and with her old man, and we were sort of looking through Gavel House and he was sort of looking at a couple of paces and I saw the breeding of sort of her and sort of said, oh, why don't you get a trotter? So... He got it for $700, which was sort of ideal shopping for the breeding. And it's more brood mess, but I said, oh, we'll give her a go and see if we can get a couple of races out of her because sort of she has a bit of a, she had a paddock injury when she was younger. It cut her leg up quite bad, but that's all healed up. But she's been a bit temperamental around her hind end. But we're finally starting to get on top of that. She's a happy horse and she's starting to show she can run too. Yep. $6.50 the price, uh, looks a good each way chance in race number five. Uh, Matt, they both look chances, do you favour one over the other today? Um, well, you'd have to lean towards Don Juan, sort of he's, he's been there, done that, sort of the wee trotters starting to figure out the stand starts, which is the best bit, but the old Addington bias is always hard for those ones off the unruly, so She's going to have to be quick away to be right in it with the sectionals. You run runs around there at the moment in the maiden trots. So, but yeah, both right. solid each way chances. Beautiful, mate. Really appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing how they go today and um, continue on your winning way. Team's going well. Beautiful. Thank you very much. All right, that's Matt Purvis. Uh, he's had about 120-odd training wins. The next bloke's had over 700 domestic training wins. Mark Jones, uh, morning to you, Mark. Yep, good morning, Greg. Uh, speaking to a couple of people about these Sundays at Addington, how do they fit into your schedule? And I know it came about because of COVID, but pretty much suits everyone, and you know consistency is going to come to the fore when it comes to the form anyway. Yeah, I think it's a great thing for the, the industry, Greg, and the owners and that, like, 
you know, we're lucky we've got a good day today, but we know when we get a bad weather, we've got the indoor barn and spectators there for the public and the owners. And, you know, to know it's consistent racing Friday, Sunday, you know, for the next two months is, is easy for us to plan. And it's good for the putters to turn on the TV knowing that the races are on at that time. So I think it's a big positive for the winter racing. Mark, not a big team in today. Eri Wills in race number two looks pretty well placed. And uh, I know Crackling's in there and will be hardest to beat, but Eri Will will be very competitive. Yeah, he should be competitive. I don't think we can beat Crackling today. You know, he's probably it'll cross us in lead and be too good for us. But if we can run second, that's probably a good, good result for us. He's still on the way up and yeah, he looks a definite top two player. What about Louis Vista in the fourth and uh, Kilauea, who's actually trialled quite nicely in race number nine? Yeah, Louis Vista's probably got to step up. He may not be in the barn too much longer. If he doesn't improve, he's been pretty disappointing in one of the last kilowatts. He's been trying okay. He's got a few issues and he needs a wee bit of luck. So he's probably one that needs to just improve a bit as well. All right, you've had a couple of stable stars. Sue Princess recently retired. And I'm hearing Art Attack may have been sold and has done a, a cracking job for you. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, he's been vetted to America and he's meant to head to America. It's going to be a shame to lose a horse like that for the stable in, in the industry. But, you know, he's won 16 races and he's only a five-year-old and he's probably a perfect example how trainers should be playing the handicapping system that we have that, you know, creates great opportunities for horses. And I don't think a lot of trainers use it to the to their advantage. So, um, you know, we're lucky to have horses like that and hopefully we've got some more coming through. But, you know, horses like those are very hard to replace. Mark, you've got a couple in Australia at the moment, La Rosa and Hot to Trot. When do we see them next? And, and obviously the Brisbane uh, can, Carnival, the Constellations, is on their radar. Yeah, Hot to Trot raced last night and was, was pretty, yeah, pretty unlucky. He ran fourth. If he got a clear run, he probably would have beat the good trotters in Sydney. So that was pleasing. He goes around next week in a four- and five-year-old trot at Menangle, then heads down to Brisbane for the, the good carnival down there. And La Rosa heads around on Tuesday and... Hopefully we should be winning that race and she's got to keep improving head to Brisbane, but that's the plan with her. So, yeah, she can win on Tuesday. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. All right. Really appreciate your time on the Sunday. Good luck with the team today. Yeah, thanks very much, Greg. Thanks, Gregory. It's good to get the thoughts of uh, a couple of the informal stables in Canterbury. H- how did you see today playing out at, at Addington? Because... I'll be honest, I often find with Sunday meetings, I do my research for Thursday and Friday, do those, do the gallops obviously on the Saturday. Often the Sundays I sort of just don't look at them. I do the first scan when they come out to make sure there's nothing crucial. But I think a lot of people probably catch their breath Saturday night and then they go, oh, harness on today and they might do a bit of form today. So what can you guide us into? Well, I'm looking forward to catching up with Regan Todd in our last segment, Michael, because he's got two chances. Fernley Blackbird, who last started in the Oaks behind No Matter What, and in the junior driver's race, he's got Magic Dash. I reckon they can both nearly win, Michael. So, um, did, did he produce a s- nice horse on Friday night? Uh, yes, she was excellent. Um, I, I spoke to him earlier in the week, and he said, look, whatever she does, she'll improve on. Treacherous Miss was her name, and... She was outstanding, so didn't we'll be able to ask every, him about her too. Didn't she look every inch a, a Captain Treacherous? Every inch. Yep, you know, ab- big, she's out of that Tupelo Rose family too, from memory. So, um, yeah, big, fast I think, horse. Uh, she, she did a super she's job. Got, she's got talent. Let's yep, find out sure. about her in the last segment. We're going to take a break here on SENZ. We have no bonus bet today. We're just reshaping things a little bit, so we, that's why we haven't asked you to text us in. But you can text in if you have any questions. If you have anything you want to know, harness racing-wise, um, 
Greg was talking earlier about the sponsorship thing. It's easy to text in any harness racing questions or what you like today at Addington. And do you like Sundays? If we are going to have Friday night harness racing, that's a gimme. Do you prefer Sunday or would you prefer Saturday? Because I find on Saturday you're so encroached in the gallops, I often don't flick over to the other channel. So do you prefer Saturday or Sunday harness? I think I know the answer to this. It's your show. Get involved. Text into us, double eight double three. Any questions and your opinion. If you could have afternoon harness racing any day of the week, is Sunday the best day for it? We'll be back after this short break with Benny Hill and some of those answers from your text into double eight double three. Yeah, welcome back to Trot's Talk and Benny Hill, Brendan Hill, but... Benny, to almost everybody in the industry, joins us now. Good morning to you, Benny. How are you, brother? Good morning, mate. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Does anybody actually call you Brendan? No, not too many. Um, the wife might do now and then. That usually means I'm in trouble, but it's pretty much Benny. <laughs> Let's hope you're more <laughs> Benny than Brendan. Um, just, yeah. We're talking earlier about early in your career, what it's like to train a horse like Monkey King, who your good mate Reedman trained for a while and you worked for him and then obviously the horse ended up with you and you, you were down south. Do you ever look back on those days, Benny, or do you ever watch videos of when you were involved with Monkey King? Or do you find in harness racing you tend to be so busy looking for your next winner you don't often dial that far back? That's a good question. I probably used to dial back a bit um, a few years ago more than I do now because, like I am looking, we are looking for the next, you know, Monkey King or something like that, which is obviously very hard to do. But I think to go back and reflect on it is good because I think it makes you get out of bed and understand, you know, why we are going forward and what we are trying to achieve as a team with owners and, you know, the people around me. When you have a horse like Monkey King, and we'll use him as an example because he's a great horse, do you get closer to them? than an average horse, because people naturally think, you see these great stories of Tommy Woodcock and Far Lap and all those wonderful things, or what Greg Sugars is going through at the moment with Just Believe, you spend so much time with them. Do you find that you start to love them and you're closer to them than other horses, or is there occasionally a normal horse in the barn who may not be that good, but for whatever reason, you love it just as much? Well, I think sort of my, most stables, like I think our staff, and including me and, and trainers and all their staff, you know, you have your favourites for whatever reason. Um, and those people might not even drive them on the track. They just might be ground stuff, but they have their favourites for all different reasons. And, yeah, I don't really have favourites. I could say I probably, you know, most trainers, we like fast horses, so we obviously like them. And um, But when it comes to the question with Monkey King, you, they become your mate, I think, because we do so much travelling and they do get not treated any different, but they're just, you know, just... They are your, your flagship horse, I suppose, and um, you do a lot of travelling, a lot of travelling with him overseas in Auckland, and um, you get to know each other pretty well and what they do and don't like, probably a little bit more than most to a certain extent because of um, the high calibre of racing that they, they're just about in every race is, is group, group stuff. Benny, appreciate you coming on this morning, and that, that role that you had was remarkable around sort of 2000 and. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Monkey Bailey, Harley, Carabella, tennis ball. Um, it was pinch yourself uh, stuff when that was all going on, wasn't it? And and I suppose now it's like, well, how the heck did that even happen? Yeah, it is a bit like that. And like at the time, Robert and I always said, and um, it's trying to enjoy it and take it all in at the time. And it's so hard to do while you're doing it. And you look back now and reflect and like to think we did our best, but hard hard to do. Um, very hard to do, but. 
very enjoyable, like you said, all those horses and a few more actually that were a lot of fun and meant a lot of things to us in different ways. But um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I could have kept rolling them off the tongue, mate, but I didn't want you to to, to reminisce too much. A couple of horses you had at Addington on, on Friday night, um, point break on debut, stormed into third, and I know the wee man with the gold cap, Ricky May, was suitably impressed, and double down was a pretty brave second too, so there are a couple of nice horses in the barn that uh, are going to be worth following. Yeah, we said to, said to the staff, I'm going to the races like we're... Um couple of nice, nice horses here and, you know, really nice to take them to the races. And I was pretty nervous, you know, first starter and drawn one and $2 favourite. I was pretty nervous for the little fella, but he conducted himself well and he was a bit, bit unlucky, obviously, and um, probably hurt the punter a bit, but he got home really nice. So you just got to keep following him. But he's he's just been a neat little horse. It's obviously going to be um, very nice for us in the future. And Ricky, he gave him a really, really good feel and he's very happy with him. All right, look forward to seeing what he is able to do. You've got Winberg Watch in the junior driver's race today and you've got the inform Carter Delgetti on. You've got a couple of wins with this eight-year-old by the Prez. So um, this one came into the barn as a bit of a challenge for you, but you obviously worked him out. Yeah, it's a big challenge. He was just a cheap purchase and um, my mate Tank and, and Dave and I, and um, he took a bit of working out, but he sort of just... just um, I've, Seemed to click with the horse, and my son Seth does most of the work with him now. Actually, probably 95 percent of the work I get to sit behind him now and then. But he does a lot of work on the lead, and you know he's he's got a lot of speed, and he's an old boy, and he's a quirky old boy. But if he trots and and does everything right for Carter, and they go hard up front, he'll be um he, he'll be running on as he does. You mentioned your son Seth, of course. Your other son Max is doing a pretty good job. Um, cool to have them involved in the sport, Benny. It is. It's really cool. You sort of get a bit older, and that you know they've grown up now. And, um, you know, Seth's heading towards his race day licence. He's had about 20 trial drives, and we're not far off getting him on the track. It's whether we wait till January or, or what we do there, which is probably the wise decision. We'll just see. And Max just loves it down south and loves the people he's around and, and um, loves who he's working for and his rugby. And he's really happy down there, and he's he's getting a few drives. He's not winning races, you know, every week, but he still had six drives the other day, and um, he's really enjoying it. Hey, Benny, good to catch up on how things are going, brother, and uh, I hope you're still enjoying the harness racing. Do you still get a thrill out of sitting behind a good one when, when they get up to full speed, that, that nice moment when you know the horse is with you? Yeah, you sort of, I do, yeah. I, I still enjoy, you know, I, I enjoy driving them all. I enjoy getting up and doing what I do. You know, you have your bad days and, and your good days, just like anything, but this, you know, this time of the year, she's a bit cold and a bit... A bit yuck, but um, you know, you still enjoy training what you train. I've got some really good owners, you know, a lot of good owners, and um, I feel like I've got a nice little team around me, and they're just all starting to come back in now. I've sort of gone from ten or eleven and work getting up to like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and get them in um, over winter. And there's some really nice horses I'm looking forward to. Good stuff, mate. Looking forward to seeing them around. That's Brendan Hill joining us on SENZ's Trots Talk this morning. A couple of questions from the text machine. Uh, Josh from Christchurch. Thanks for texting in, Josh. Which horse on the verge of open class or recent addition has the most potential to have a good crack at the New Zealand Cup? Well, I think the obvious one's anything goes. I think he was really good for his first run for the All-Stars. And while it sounds bizarre because he's he's not really an open-class type horse. I think Don't Start Dreaming is a horse who is going to be an open-class horse, and he's the one who, I don't know, in 18 months or 16 months could be a New Zealand Cup horse. Greg, for you, for Josh's question, anything goes the most interesting? Most progressive. Open-class Yeah, class yeah I think so. 
yeah, he's definitely untapped. Um, and obviously the one that's arrived in open class is Akuta. Um, you know, his performance to win the Auckland Cup off a, a limited preparation uh, sees him as favourite for the IRT New Zealand Cup and he deserves to be. I see there's another text there, Michael, about am I going to the Constellations? Three weeks on Thursday, I definitely will be there. A couple of Kiwis have dropped off, obviously copy that. Uh, not going, Merlin not going, but you heard from Bob Butt, Manhattan is already over there. Mark Jones has got hot to trot, La Rosa. Um, there might be still a little bit of a uh, little bit of Kiwi interest in smoking Banda. Uh, apparently left today the Grey Trotter, so um, we'll we'll certainly attract plenty of interest off the back of that domination at Addington, driven by Max Hill. Yeah, he'll he'll be the horse who's the the punter's favourite over there because he's grey and he he's pretty darn good. So it'll be interesting the constellation. The racing will be outstanding, but. It, Gee, they're totally different race meetings when there's a New Zealand horse there. When there's a good New Zealand horse there, Merlin will copy that, obviously. You're far... I reckon, Greg, the people listening to the show are twice as likely to watch a race at 11 o'clock if it's got a New Zealand horse in it. Otherwise, they might watch it half by accident. And that's no one's fault. There's nothing Queensland can do about that. I think all clubs should do something I've done in the past with people and say it's a dollar-for-dollar deal. You come, if you win your 8000 because it costs about 8000 an year for years to get across the Tasman most times. You win your 8,000, great, you're on your own. You don't win 8,000, we'll make it up. So that way you, you can't lose any money uh, on your airfares. I, I know clubs have done it in the past. I think it's a really good way of working. And when clubs have done it in the past, I, I can barely remember a club who had to, to reach into their pocket for a cent. The other thing too, it's just something the Auckland Trotting Club did a little bit about when I was helping them out a couple of years ago, maybe 10 years ago, is literally just rock up to a trainer so here's a $500 betting slip, put it in your pocket. Not to bet with, they're not going to bet with it, but they can go cash it at the tab. Because trainers, anybody listening to the show who goes away for work usually ends up putting their pen in their pocket. Whether they go to a bakery or they buy a pie or whether they need a couple of beers, some people are really anal about it and get all their receipts and claim it all back from work, but I know horse trainers don't. And when a horse trainer goes away, there's no doubts they're going to put their hand in their pocket. And if a club says to a Greg Sugars or someone who comes across, mate, we understand that. Here's your 500. If you want to have a beer, if you want to take the people you're staying with out for dinner, I don't care what you do with it. But I think little things like that, which is a very small amount of money in the scheme of driving turnover, I think those things are the things that make trainers go back to places. So, yeah, something to think about. I'm not saying the Constellations don't do that or have even thought about doing that sort of stuff, but... I definitely find it helps because traders end up footing the bill for lots of stuff and they, at best, only get 10% of the stake. On the other side of this break, we're going to hear from Regan Todd. Keep the text coming in to double eight double three. Talk to Regan Todd about a very good winner on Friday night and Greg's going to try and find us a couple more for today. Don't go too far away. Okay, we're trying to get Regan Todd on the phone, but as you can imagine, a lot of our trainers live in areas where uh, it's a bit tricky when they're driving to the races. It can be hard to talk uh, either because they're driving or B, because they go through areas where the cell phone coverage drops out. Anybody who lives in New Zealand knows. You can be in the centre of town and there's black spots where the cell phone coverage drops out. I live in Parnell and there is a hill in Parnell where the cell phone coverage drops out. It's 
a kilometre from the centre of town. So there you go. Let's see if Regan Todd's phone can hang in there. Are you with us, Regan? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike. Sorry about that, mate. Hey, brother. No, it sounds perfect now. After I gave a big spiel about cell phones dropping out, it sounds like you're in the next room. Hey, what did you make of your uh, your filly at Addington on Friday night? Because, man, I'd never heard of her before, but she was super. Yeah, yeah. She, we, I said to the boys probably a month ago, you know, I don't, I don't mind this thing, fellas, and they sort of had a bit of a funny look. But she did trial up nice, mate. She'd done everything within herself. And, so, you know, it's a big run to go from the 700. I probably thought, you know, she might have peaked on it a bit. But, yeah, she, she did surprise us a bit anyway. Some good owners involved, uh, supporters of yours, the Hutchinsons. And I see Max Skelton on course the other day, so that's pretty cool to have Maxie involved in it. Yeah, they loved it. I could hear them screaming from the stand. So, yeah, it's quite quite cool to win another race for those fellas. I actually trained the mother. So, yeah, it's, it's actually getting a bit depressing. Greg shows how old I'm getting too, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Out of two Palo Roses, two Palo Mississippi. So there's a bit of breeding there. Hey, a couple of chances for you today, Reg. Uh, race six, Fernley Blackbird. Of course, she went round of the Oaks. Uh, she's trialled up really nicely, finished third and behind Ted's Legacy. Second in that trial was Beach Flyby. So the trial form looks strong. Can she win from a stand today? Uh, I'm really, really happy with her. I think she can win, but in saying that, like she is fresh up as well. So she is probably a bit vulnerable with those other ones having a bit of racing under the belt. But yeah, she she definitely can give it a good shake if she does, you know, provide and get away and get a good trip. Magic Dash has had four runs this time in and not a whole lot of luck in any of them. Actually made up good ground last time. Corbin Newman drives in the junior drivers event today and looks pretty well placed. Yeah, it's going to be a great one to win. You know, these these junior races are, are the hardest to get, of course, but um, you've got a good good driver in Corbin. So uh, as long as your manners are going to be the key and, and a good genuine tempo is going to, going to probably play in his favour as well. But, uh, yeah, give him a good show. Like, he's, he only run third the other night. People probably thought he looked a bit disappointing, but middle half in 63 and he got home in 57, so he's not going to go any quicker. Hey, Regan, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Uh, what's a horse we can follow out of the barn? Have you got one who's not racing today that we might see turn up on a Sunday or a Friday in the next month or so that's worth putting in the black book? Uh, we actually put me on the spot there, mate. Got, um, got, got a couple, few nice maidens coming through the next couple of months to race, but one that probably sticks out is a maiden trotter called Lavra Solitaire. So there'll be one for the punters to follow well, they appreciate it. So do we. Regan, go well today, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Regan Todd. Um, Greg, just today, Addington, for those having a bet on tab.co.nz, what should they look at after all that information? A very informative morning here on Trot's Talk. Yeah, both of those Regan Todd runners, Fernley Blackbird, if she steps away with them, Michael, she might just be a little bit too good for them. But, yeah, Magic Dash is perfectly placed in that junior drivers event. So, um, yeah, it's it's a very good bet. And we heard from um, Matt Purvis before. Um, he thinks a bit of Don Juan. And, yeah, if the right one turns up, he should win race number four, horse four. Well, mate, you're, uh, you're on your pet for the next uh, month. I am. On, on Trot's Talk. I hope you enjoy having a... A clean slate you can attack it how you want. <laughs> I would say I'll be listing him from afar, but there's absolutely no chance that it'll be happening no because chance of the of time that. zones. Um, to, yeah, so you, you enjoy that, brother. And uh, for everybody else having a bet today, do so responsibly. Good luck on the punt. And I'll be heading to the dogs today. Don't get many chances to go to the Greyhounds. It tends to clash with my other activities, but I'm heading out for the Silver Collar. That's 4.22 today. One of the biggest Greyhound races in New Zealand, 4.22. So... 
If you don't regularly bet on the dogs, make sure you tune into Trackside today. They'll have great coverage of the Silver Collar, the SCNZ Silver Collar coming up. That was Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand.